Good evening, everybody. This is Steve Bacon on Bacon Bites. Also, SteveBacon.com. Today's uh, subject, we're going to work on dog leashes and collars. The uh, most important part of having a dog is uh, keeping them under control uh, with either the leash and collar combination. Uh, there's a million different ways of... Uh, putting them together. Uh, I'm just going to talk about a few. I'll talk about uh, my favorite, and um, we'll take it from there. All right, let's get into leashes. Um, there's basically two types of leashes. Uh, you have your snap leash. That's where it has a snap on the end, snapped onto the collar around the dog's neck. Or you have what's called slip leashes. Now, snap leashes, uh, they come in all lengths, styles, Shapes and colors. My uh, personal view on on leashes, no matter what style you get, uh, I say you don't get anything over four foot because you want to control the dog. Uh, you don't, don't want the dog lunging. You don't want the dog to you know, be out of control. The second type of leash is uh, what I call slip leashes. This is a uh, leash and collar all wrapped into one. It has a loop on the end to where uh, you slide it back and put it over the dog's neck and uh, control them that way. Uh, that way you don't have to have a collar on them. You just have a simple leash that's all in one. Now, a lot of hunters use that uh, because it's very quick and easy to uh, put on the dog, and it controls them very well. You'll see this a lot in the, uh, trials uh, for hunting. Uh, a lot of the bird hunters use them. Um, and I'm a personal favorite of the slip leash because it's simple, it's easy to use, and uh, it really, it lasts a lifetime. I've had my slip leashes, uh, let's see, I've got three of them. Bought them um, probably, let's see, my oldest dog is uh, 12, he's 13 now, Zeus. So I've had them you know, roughly 12 and a half years. And uh, they look like brand new, like the day they bought them. Now, the last leash I didn't mention, um, which is part of the snap leashes, is the retractables. Oh, retractables. Probably the worst invention ever when it comes to a dog leash. Well, there's a couple reasons that I believe that the retractables are the worst ever to put on a dog. One is, uh, the main reason is you don't control the dog with it. What happens is, if you watch anybody that has that retractable leash, is they'll be walking the dog and the retractable, the, the retractable mechanism is, I'm going to use the word unlocked, and the dog gets to run as free as free as it can be. Most of them are around 20 to 25 foot long, so that means they're 25 feet out there just wandering around doing their thing. You have no control. Okay, what happens if uh, he walks onto somebody? Or what happens if another dog or a cat or a squirrel, you know, squirrel, uh, goes running by? Uh, what's going to happen is now there's 25 feet of distance out there that you have to try to control them. And uh, have you ever watched somebody trying to get a dog back from 25 feet on a retractable? Ah, they pull and lock and pull and lock and pull and lock. And, you know, eventually they get the dog back. Um, but by that time, unfortunately, uh, you know, damage could have, uh, could have happened. Um, they could have jumped on somebody, 
They could have uh, hurt somebody. Uh, worst case scenario, which happens many times, look it up on YouTube, look in, uh, you know, look online, where the dog uh, runs around the handler or runs around a person that, uh, you know, when they're out there 25 feet and they've got this retractable, runs around them, and then they lunge. And what happens is they trip the person because they just wrapped them up or even worse, they cut them with a retractable leash. It happens. It, and, and there's nothing you can do about it. Except, don't buy them. I mean, heck. It's not a convenient... It's not a good type of leash. So, my suggestion is, buy a slip leash. It's the easiest to use. Simplest. Lasts a lifetime. And uh, you don't have to worry about a collar. All right, speaking of collars, let's get into collars now. There's uh, a couple types of collars that uh, that's used out there in the market. You have your standard buckle. Um, you have your snap. Um, and then you have your corrective series, and I'll get to those here in a moment. Let's start with the buckle. Uh, that's pretty much the standard, uh, standard collar out there in the market that you see the most of, where it looks like a belt buckle, how it slips through. Um... Works great uh, as long as you keep them uh, properly uh, attached to the dog. You need at least uh, two fingers in between the uh, the cloth material and uh, and its neck because it has to have some space and uh, and you're still able to control it. Plus, uh, you know it does allow them to uh, slip out of it by walking backwards. So the buckle, um, the buckle type uh, collar that is your main main collar when it comes to uh, uh, two dogs now the second one is a snap I'll call it the snap collar snap collar uh, works just like the buckle except it's got uh, these plastic prongs and or crispy metal uh, that snap together um, kind of like they use uh, in backpacks uh, those have become very popular they're very very easy to use easy to get on easy to get off um, I personally have one of those, and we use it to let the dogs out outside uh, uh, during the day and during the night before we go to bed because it's easy to put on. stays adjustable to whatever length that you need. Um, you know, whereas a buckle-style buckle collar, you have to uh, always put it back in the same hole that uh, that's good for the dog. And uh, with a snap, you just adjust it once, and it's good to go. Now, the third type of uh, collar that... Uh, that I look at is what we I call the corrective collars. That's the one that has the metal prongs on it, or uh, the new styles that have the plastic, saying it's better. You know, it's more uh, safer for the dog. Um, those are what I call corrective collars. You use those when a dog is not obeying his commands. Um, when a dog just needs that instant, hey, listen to me. You know, I gave you a uh, a command and you're not listening. Now they're great. I I, I use one. I've used one on my uh, Weimaraner, my hunting dog. He's been trained with one. Uh, he's been trained on the prong with a metal uh, metal pronged type corrective collar. Uh, it works great. Uh, once he puts it on, he becomes the most um, easygoing dog, most li- attentive, most listening dog you've ever had. Um. Mainly because he understands 
what it's used for. Uh, he knows if I tell him to sit because of whatever the situation may be, there might be another dog up ahead. Uh, there might be a squirrel in somebody's yard or there might be a rabbit, you know, over in somebody's yard. And I, his, his focus is on an animal and I need his focus to be on me away from that animal so that I have control. And when he's wearing that prong collar, uh, if he doesn't listen, I just give it a nice quick little tag, nice quick little pull, um, nothing hard, but it's just quick enough to get his attention. And he knows that, hey, um, what did you just say? And I repeat my re- repeat my command, you know, sit. And he looks up and sits at me. So, corrected prong type collars, hey, totally recommend them when they're used properly um and that's the problem with people uh they don't use tools correctly now the last collar that i'm going to talk about uh, in this series is the electronic collar um my again my weimaraner who's a hunting dog he we hunt pheasants in the fall he has been trained with a an electronic collar they're a tool again just like the prong collar just like any collar they're a tool to control the dog. The dog needs to be controlled. If you don't control the dog, the dog then controls you. And then you have a bad dog. And you don't want a bad dog. And the reason being is, if you have control of the dog, it is the best type dog in the world. He knows his purpose. He knows what to do. He knows what not to do. And it's a happy life. So, with the electronic colors, uh... Again, they're a tool. They're only used when the dog has been fully trained with all his commands, and he understands what those commands are without, like I said, without the electronic collar. The electronic collar is just a reinforcement of that command. Again, let's fall back to that scenario where uh, I used with the prong collar. Um, he has electronic collar on. You have electronic controller in your hand. Uh, now, when I use electronic collar, I'm also using a leash along with it. That way, he knows that I'm still in control. We're sitting there, standing there. A dog is ahead of us. Rabbit in a yard. Squirrel in a yard. His attention all of a sudden becomes on those animals. So, I tell him to sit. He doesn't sit. I give him the command a second time. To be fair, sit. If he doesn't sit, I press the button. The button gives a nice short split second um, electrical shock to the dog's collar. Nothing that hurts him. Nothing that uh, will be uh, any any major pain to him. It's just enough to get his attention to say, oh, I'm not paying attention to my boss. I'm not paying attention to my owner. I'm sorry. What did you tell me to do? And then again, after that, I tell him to sit and like a great dog he is, he does sit. Now, the cool thing about electronic collars, uh, especially with my dog, since he's a hunting dog, uh, he knows it's not a uh, thing I use for uh, punishment. That's where people have the wrong idea. Oh, my gosh. Electronic collars are not for punishment. No. They are to get the dog's attention away from whatever his mind is set to. 
you get their attention. You get them back focused on you. You want the dog focused on you. You want to be in control of the dog, not the dog in control of you. So, when I put an electronic collar on him, he thinks he's going to work, meaning that he's going hunting, um, or they were going out for a walk, or he's going out to play with his ball, or going out to play fetch. He knows that once I put that electronic collar on, he's going to have fun, because that's what I do with my dog. I have fun with him. Now, the other great thing about electronic collar, uh, mine specifically, uh, it can go a quarter mile. He can run a quarter mile of a way, and it still can reach him. That way I've got control of him up to a quarter mile away. Um, it also has a bonus. It has a horn on it so that I can locate him a quarter of a mile away while he's out in the field. If I can't see him in a long grass, I know where he's at. Um, I give him the command to, you know, to return, to come back, to see me. And uh, if he doesn't, I give him another command to see me. He doesn't. I hit the button. It gives him that split second. Uh, electronic or electric shock into his neck saying hey pay attention I'm calling you he perks up he looks back he comes running back towards me and he usually stops about 50 to 75 feet away and he looks at me I look at him we both know that hey I know where you're at now He's, he knows where I'm at now and that's how electronic cars work they're the best friend in the world as long as the dogs are fully trained with commands before you use it. You don't use it as punishment. All right, now let's get on to uh, another part of this uh, collar type uh, thing you can use on a dog, which is called harnesses. Um... I've personally never used one. I personally don't like them. Uh, number one is they're a pain to put on. And yeah, I do understand once you put them on a couple times, they're, they're much easier and you know how to do it. I understand that. But it's the time frame it takes to put on a harness. I use a slip, uh, slip lead, uh, slip leash, excuse me, and it takes literally a second or two to get put on. Harness. I mean, you have to put it all on uh, over his head, over his head, through his feet, around his chest, around his back, snap it together. Uh, you get it. So I don't like harnesses. Um, but let's talk about them. There's a couple different styles of harnesses. Uh, there's your buckle style, which falls back to um, your buckle-type buckle collars. That uh, It's all cloth. It's all uh, straps that come around his body and uh, buckle together or snap together. They're the most simplest uh, to use, um, and they're relatively relatively inexpensive. Then I have what's called your cloth-type harness. That's where there's, instead of all being straps, uh, there's cloth section that's uh, sewn to the straps that goes across their chest or goes across their back for a little more comfort. Um... Now, those either be put on with buckle and or uh, Velcro, depending on the style or how large your dog is. The larger the dog, uh, you'll stick with the buckle style uh, connections. The smaller dogs, like uh, your Chihuahuas and your little Poodles and your Miniatures um, uh, or your Mini Dachshunds, you know, the cloth style with the Velcro is perfectly fine because the Velcro is strong enough. The uh, last type harness uh, I'm going to talk about, which is the, <laughs> it's the cool one, which you all know, it's that Army Marine style uh, harness that they wear. 
that uh, is complete cloth all the way around. You can attach uh, backpacks to it. You can attach um, carriers. They can carry their own food. They can carry their own canned goods. Um, they can carry stuff in while you're hiking. Um, now, those type of harnesses, I, I love. They're, they're great. Uh, they have a purpose, as I say. Um, it gives a dog a job. Dogs have to have a job. If they don't have a job, they don't know what to do. They get into mischief, and they start tearing things up. And then they become bad dogs. If a dog has a job to do, which is what I believe every dog should. Now, I don't mean a job like an 8 to 5, like you and I. I mean, they have to have a purpose, uh, a purpose in life. Um, some dogs' purpose is just to lay there and give us comfort. Uh, that's their job. They understand that. Um, my 12-year-old uh, chocolate lab, Thor, his purpose in life was uh, to go to school with me. Uh, three times a week, let the kids read to him. He uh, he understood that. He loved it. He knew those three days, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday, every week. When I took him to, to my work, my day job, he knew at 11 o'clock, time to get up and let's go to work. And he went to those schools religiously, every week, day in and day out. Didn't miss a week. Um, and I, I miss that. And now he knows his job is just, uh, he's retired. He lays around the house. He enjoys his time. Um, he knows that's his job now. He knows he doesn't go to school anymore. Um, that's his job, to have comfort with us and the rest of the family. Well, I'm going to say that's the end of this podcast. I appreciate uh, you all listening. And um, this was Steve Bacon with SteveBacon.com. This has been Bacon Bites. Peace out.